3: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Brooklyn Territory, a special podcast where today we are covering NWA, I'm sorry, WCW Saturday night on TBS from March the 9th, 1991. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper because for a shoot 10, 15 seconds ago, he said, start without me. He is running extremely late. We don't know what the piss that means. So it's just Doc and I, we had planned on having Hopper. Before I throw it to Doc to ask how he's doing, Special shout-out to our largest paid contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky e. Blassy, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. And apologies on the five-star reviews. I don't know what the hell's going on with Apple Podcasts, but, you know, um, leave us a review. We'll read it on air as long as it's five stars. I don't know why they're not populating, Doc, and that's that. So how are you? I'm, I'm in a pissy mood about this Apple situation. I think we're being Every- I think we're being censored and silenced.
4: Everybody and everything is against us. But 100%. that's okay because we're the we're the longest running, all from New Orleans podcast in the
3: business. You're from New Orleans now. I'm confused. We all are, aren't we? Oh, right. Yeah, you're <laughs> born and raised in Dallas, Texas, and from New Orleans. Gotcha. All right.
4: Cool. Nothing gets y'all New Orleans people madder than people claiming to be from New Orleans,
3: bro. Does Metairie count? It does, but there's...
4: But it doesn't get you the pass into the certain places you need to go. No, 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 no.
3: Metairie counts if... Like, I I can't even explain it to an outsider, but Metairie counts a lot of the time. Like, for Harper, Metairie counts. It's hard to explain. It's because he might not have grown up in the city limits, but he's literally... Five minutes away from not even five minutes, less than five minutes away from the parish line where he would be in Orleans Parish, which is the city of New Orleans. So so it technically counts for somebody like uh, Hawkins. Okay, I know there's a lot of, you know. Let's just call it like it is, bro. There's pro wrestlers out there that talk a bunch of crap and they like from New Orleans. No, you ain't from New Orleans. Shut up. It's a work. Well, do you the think Bobby Eaton is, was
4: do you think Bobby Eaton was from the dark side?
3: This is a totally different situation than I'm speaking of right here and you know it. I I guess I don't know, maybe. In the words of Hardbody Hopper, "Bruh, I wear that like a badge of honor." He sounded like somebody from the Sopranos when he was telling me this one day. But I digress. Yeah, it works us into a shoot. It, it does work us into a shoot. I I I must admit. Okay yeah sorry that's all right
4: it's all right so yeah uh if you're if you're tuning in and you're disappointed that there's no hard body harper again we found this out literally i was responding to harper while mike was setting up the i'm going to push the let's go live button um that's how we live our lives seven years into this podcast we're still unsure Up to and leading to the moment of recording, whether or not we can be, I don't know, graced by the superstar's presence.
3: Bro, I was about, I literally was in the process of hitting the red light. You know, you and I could have started this
4: an hour ago.
3: Easily. I mean, with the week I've been having, two last two weeks, it's about the only thing I'm looking forward to in the evening so that I don't do the Burger King thing.
4: I thought I might have to come to the local Burger King's near where you live and ask them if I could inspect their, their, I'm no, I'm the, I'm from corporate and I need to inspect the valve in your, uh, the, uh, the intake valve on your, uh, your walk-in cooler and just make sure that you weren't swinging in there.
3: Bro. I, I I was so angry the last weekend I, I, for, I literally turned my phone off. Didn't want to hear from anyone. Didn't want to talk to anybody. I, I I set fired off a few tweets here and there. A friend, a, an old I don't to say friend or coworker, an old peer at an old job of mine, once made up a word. He said, "I am as pissed off to the highest level of pistivity as possible," and I was like, "Pistivity is not a word, dude." But evidently. Pistivity is a word, and if you've ever been that pissed off, you will know what I'm talking about. So I have just been as pissed off to the highest levels of pistivity and know it has nothing to do with Sasha or Sasha's mom or any of my kids or the dogs. It has nothing to do with that. It's completely unrelated. But if Something you're
4: worried I- about Mike, just contact him at Mike504Saints, and he will uh, love to hear from you.
3: Highest levels of pistivity is what I'll say. Now, doc.
4: I was I hey I wasn't I was gonna stop on the way back to the walk-in cooler at the chicken sandwich station and grab the big long knife so that if you were already tied up in there, I'd be able to cut you down and, and save you. Or I might just take off my belt and join you. I don't know.
3: I mean, the Burger King thing actually right now, I mean, we're getting a little break today. I don't know if you got rain. I didn't. But, you know, it was didn't get to 100 today. Whoop-de-woo, you know. The Burger King thing actually might not make you do the Burger King thing right now because you'd get in there and be like, oh, my God, this feels so good and it's cooler.
4: Well, Any other we, had, time, yeah. we had what was could only be referred to as two poots.
3: Did Brandon. you get two poots?
4: I got two poots.
3: Bro, I didn't even get two poots. I got a, a little wind and some thunder, not a piss of freaking raindrop.
4: That that's just fucked up when you can smell the rain but you can't get it. Oh, bro, that's like putting fat cake in front of a fat person and not letting them eat it, dude.
3: I mean, I can think of some other analogies. Uh, the you it could be the world's finest exotic dancer from. What is that the Roxberry back in the day, putting right in front of you, and you can't do nothing.
4: You can sniff. Always sniff.
3: I don't know about that. Speaking of sniffing, your meme you sent that just came through on my phone with, you know, it's what did it say? Uh, you I don't remember. Smell I sent your, it yesterday, dude. When you smell your hand soap from your bathroom when she pulls her panties down. You are filthy. Grow up. Jesus.
4: Harper and you and I have a contest to see how bad it can get. And don't don't even try to say I'm bad when you got hard body in the in the mix because he's going. Don't get this Catholic crap twisted. He's going to hell.
3: Hey, man, I don't know if you're aware of this. This is one thing that kept me from doing the Burger King thing this um, weekend. Um, our buddy from Super 70 Sport, Ricky Cobb, him and his buddy are doing a podcast now and it's kind of like
4: everybody's doing a podcast
3: no i want to give him a shout out because i i listened to a bunch of episodes they're they're not long i mean like an hour or less maybe uh, one of them was more than an hour but uh you know i had to do some yard work cut the grass all that stuff and it was really good to just burn some time listening to it but yeah he it's um it's basically just nostalgia stuff and every now and then he'll like hit on a little bit of wrestling stuff here and there but I don't know. I wanted to give him a shout out because he was on our show and he's he's a big wrestling classic wrestling fan as is, is if you've heard him on this show when we talked to him about uh 8 9 months ago, maybe 6 months ago that was. Give him a listen, man. Super 70 Sport has uh, got his own podcast now. But yes, everybody does a podcast. You are correct.
4: So, I want to get your take on something big big dog. Okay. So, while you've been off st- Pissy and pissativity and whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Triple H has grabbed the reins, son.
3: I've been so out of left field that I was like, what are you talking about when you asked me this?
4: So there's there's some nonsense here in what I'm about to say. And 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 you'll pick up on it immediately. The, uh, the, uh, how you say, um, the red flag. So I'm going to read this to you. This comes from the Sportster. I want to be able to, uh, give, uh, proper, uh, credentials from Lou Flavius. Changes to WWE's product should be expected in the months ahead as the promotion begins to shift away from Vince McMahon's sports entertainment preferences. Jerry Jarrett, the father of Jeff Jarrett, was recently asked what he thought will change in WWE now that Triple H is in charge. They didn't tell me not to tell anybody, so I'll tell you, <laughs> Jerry Jarrett. What a quote that is. You I like mean, that?
3: got to respect that.
4: Hunter called this week, the Raw crew and the SmackDown crew, and said, my father-in-law and Stephanie's father, we admire him and respect him. We reach success that we would never know without him, but we don't know how to do it his way, and we're not going to try. We're going to try a new way. And now we're back to Jerry Jarrett. And I think the new way is to put wrestling instead of sports entertainment. I mean, I, that's pure speculation on my part.
3: Is this what Jarrett's saying?
4: Yeah, Jarrett said that last part.
3: So I've always, you know, I've always, this is what always killed me about, you know, first off, it's a fallacy that Vince McMahon saved pro wrestling and took it out of the smoke-filled bars and all. Like, we, you and I talked about that years ago, man. Dude, the Mid-South was running the Superdome in the late 70s, early 80s. So don't, don't give me that crap that Vince McMahon saved wrestling. World-class ran the Texas Stadium. That reunion
4: man. was full when Terry Gordy popped Kerry's head, and it got even crazier after
3: that. There you go. And I was about to say that too. Reunion arena. So I mean, we're just talking about Mid South and, and world class. Let's not even talk about Memphis and and you know the arenas they packed. So this whole yeah. fallacy about Vince McMahon save wrestling from its smoke-filled arenas and it was just a little bitty thing, get the piss out of here, okay? But the so like that that lie is one thing. But the thing that always I think you and I talked about this years ago, he you know, the fact that he tried to not even make it wrestling anymore in terms of, you know, they're not wrestlers, they're, 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 they're WWE superstars, they're sports entertainers. All that bull cra- it's just a bunch of bull crap. And I'm going to say one more thing as I'm re- talking about that, and I want your thoughts on this. Because it hit me years ago, and I may have said this to you, but I don't remember. If that fool could have rebranded actually WrestleMania into something else... He would have changed that crap. But the problem is, if you try to rebrand WrestleMania, then then you really are just, you know, cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're just pissing on yourself at this point, because the whole thing is the whole term WrestleMania is what makes it that big deal. And it's it's that iconic name. So, like, it's so dumb that you can't say wrest, You couldn't say wrestler title belt strap whatever the freaking lingo that we've all used you know over the years or wrestlers used or or local promoters or territory promoters used the fact that like he was like oh we're above that like it's just dumb so as much as i've complained about triple h over the years thank god that they're gonna put that stuff back into what it is which is pro freaking wrestling on episode one of btt doc we literally said This is a pro wrestling podcast. This ain't sports entertainment. We grew up watching pro wrestling.
4: Well, and and the other thing is to build on that, Vince didn't save wrestling. Vince built an ecosystem where he could be the ruler. Yeah. And so, made himself king. Right. And so, the point to that means. Um, when faced with a challenge, he would protect his kingdom w c w but think how limp the product's been for twenty years
3: yeah I mean it's uh, yeah been a joke and I mean,
4: for, and uh, furthermore this whole thing is. Him having, I mean, I don't want to psychoanalyze, but this whole, here we go. This whole thing is him having a terrible childhood and trying to build protect himself from ever having to feel out of control ever again. Because he felt out of control when he lived in a trailer park and his stepdaddy would beat him. So I've got to control everything. No sneezing, pal. You know, that's what this
3: is. So yeah, he, he was great to consolidating shame. power, but what else? So what do you think about trips and, you know? Um, I conditions? don't
4: expect much. Um,
3: <laughs> they're still a but, traded company.
4: Well, yeah, and they've got – the other thing is they're still making more money than they've ever made. Yeah. And so that's usually a more powerful reason to change than anything. Um, yeah. I did see where people like Andrade and, and Rusev may be trying to get back in.
3: I think it's – I never knew that, so that's news to me. You had mentioned it to me earlier, but we didn't talk about it. I, I, think it, I do well, think I it's interesting. I can see
4: why Andrade wants to get back in. His wife works there.
3: Well, not just that, but, I mean, there's – look, I, take on. I actually think Andrade is talented. I'm not going to tell you he needs to be a – you know, the next world champion, but I, I I actually like him as a wrestler. I think he's got an attitude. I think he there 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 is something there. Again, he's not your top star, but there's something there. You and I years ago used to talk about Rusev and we'd be like, that dude's got something. Like, he's got something. Again, I ain't saying he would be Stone Cold Steve Austin, but there is something there. He's got charisma. Now they've made a they've made a joke of him at times in AEW, but he's got something. Um, you know how far that could take him. That that's up to the person who's in charge. But I mean, he had those matches with Cena years ago. He wasn't lost. He looked he looked okay. Like I, I actually think he's got something. Okay. What okay. other names have you heard? Like going back?
4: Uh, I don't know. But but, Kerry and Cross showed up.
3: Um, I think I saw a tweet about that, but. I'm not And so the point the point
4: like. is, the good news is, is that if you can start getting people flowing back and forth between companies, that could help. But I don't expect too much. I, I don't, you know, if you think everybody's going to look at the recent Crockett promotions thing and go, we need to go back to old school wrestling, then that's not going to happen. And that's what I like. So, bug it.
3: Well, but but you know, Doc, that the, the one thing I will say when when you talk about guys potentially going back and forth like that, man, the thing is, that's, I'm not trying to say there would be a wrestling war, but... Man, the boys can get thinking. paid that way, too. That's what I'm saying. That's how... I, you got to have some then,
4: leverage. You got to have... Le- what have we said in life? You got to have leverage.
3: Got to have leverage. Like, and if you got two companies competing for your services and... They both really want you. I mean, that's leverage. That's what you need.
4: We'll know. We'll know if Triple H is serious about being wrestling if he brings in the Briscoes,
3: dude. So that's a good question. So, would you, knowing the landscape now, where you have Triple H in charge and Vince is supposedly out because we had that discussion a couple weeks ago? Would you rather see the Briscoes in WWE on SmackDown or Raw, or would you rather see them in AEW? Who do you think is?
4: is can I get the C? None of the above.
3: Well, no. Given a choice, I mean, you've you've only. Got I don't those know two that options. they
4: would because I think they do what they want to do, and they make enough money at the chicken farm that they don't have to do this.
3: Bro, just go listen to that promo where he's shooting on EC3. That is one of the realest promos, Jay Briscoe, that is, that I've ever heard in my life. You know, cause and he was cutting the promo on, you know, control your narrative. This is before that was a promotion, whatever the hell that is at this point. And he was like, bruh, I have NXT. They they offer me these damn NXT contracts all the time. I ain't leaving my goddamn chicken farm for no damn NXT contract. I can make more money right here on my chicken farm. And you know what? I think he's I know he's telling the truth. So I mean, like I said, given the choice. What are we going to
4: do? Run the risk of going up north and having them having them turn you into the Viking Raiders Part 2?
3: We don't even talk about them. And they were one of our favorite teams when we were watching ROH.
4: They came on the other night, and Latrell was like, I forgot about them.
3: They make you forget about them. I feel bad for them. Look and so at they them
4: they would be able to go to AEW and do stuff that on the surface seems better, but then they're going to get caught in that young bucks bullshit and you can't win in that FTR is about to F- FTR is about to, to FOFA on that or faith on that
3: forward to the day that Tony the shoot Khan, interviews
4: come out afterwards.
3: That I, I've said that for years since the beginning of AEW. I said, just wait until 15, 20 years from now, 10, probably shorter than that because people just don't care anymore. Just wait until the shoot interviews start flying, and I cannot. The the other part is, one of these days, Tony Khan's going to grow a set of uh, of NADs, and he's going to have enough of them, and he's going to cut them by their own NADs. It, It will happen. Now, I ain't saying it'll happen tomorrow, but at some point, everybody... Gets tired of people they work with. Other people's bullshit. Other people's bull. That's right. You nailed it.
4: So we'll keep an eye. Uh, We will continue to be deeply embedded into the industry and cover events
3: as they cover the event, Doc.
4: (laughs) As they as they become available, we will be sure to uh, aggregate all the uh, terrible websites that are writing about this stuff and bring it straight to you some at some point
3: cover Later. the event <laughs> mm.
4: speaking of covering the event you've been covering the cfl you're our special correspondent how are things going north of the border
3: in the football league there eh? i mean winnipeg bombers are nine and oh now
4: nine and oh i thought they were like three and two the last when you were here just a couple of weeks ago is that not correct
3: who told you three and two i don't know I was so yeah, bored.
4: Man. I was just trying to make things up.
3: Yeah, they're nine and zero. They got a. They got some bye weeks coming up because. Um, but yeah, they best record in the league right now. BC Lions have one loss, so and they're in did the they same get division.
4: A, did they get a? Uh, does everybody on the team get like a beaver pelt if they win?
3: You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Hey, but the offense has to pick it up. The defense is. Oh i mean they they've won some close ones, but maybe hey, if you
4: gave the offense an ex- the extra down like in American football, then it would be a lot better
3: not true because all offense only offenses only have three downs, so sorry, doc, that doesn't work when all of them have okay. three downs, yeah, yeah, but they're doing good, man they're, they're looking good, um you know, hopefully we'll get a three peat out of this, right Gibson and uh p n News jr anyway. Um,
4: yeah, y'all are nah. y'all are the be- y'all are the six-man uh tag team uh, entry from the, the the great country of Canada in the six-man <laughs> tournament, the Canucks. Uh, Speaking of football, um I just want to let everybody know if you're not a patron, one of the great things that you can do when you are a patron is listen to me completely. Completely knock out the NFL preseason preview picks panel uh, poll show uh, prior to the beginning of the NFL season. Who's going to do that with me this year?
3: It's you? Supposed to be half pint. Half pint's going to half pint's going to do it again. And if that little sucker picks the freaking Titans again, I'm going to fire him. He's it's it's over. No more. I mean, if you, bro, he. he he went straight homer last year, straight homer, and and, and tried to justify it.
4: He did but it was... without a trace of sarcasm or irony, and it was pathetic at best.
3: Pathetic, pathetic.
4: I, just just like... Bush. It's the kind of Bush League crap that you would expect to get out of the Goon Squad on the JV.
3: Fair enough, fair enough.
4: I, I You know, I, I say this, and I put it out there for the patrons. We need half pint to realize that he's gonna he's gonna climb all the way up, a couple of steps there, into the spotlight of being on the main show, and he needs to bring a better set of picks this year.
3: Oh, you should have heard the little fella with me and Hopper. Jesus Christ! He, start, he the way he was breaking down the matches during that Ric Flair pay per view. I'm like half pint. We're here for two matches. What are you doing? He Damn wanted to go cares. 15, 20 minutes on a match. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to
4: show you how it's done on tonight's card. So, what, you got anything <laughs> from this match? Nope. nope. <laughs> you got anything from this match? Nope. <laughs> well, just hey, 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 I say this all the time. Doorbell rings and people are like, we got to get the door. No, just because the doorbell rings doesn't mean I'm re- required to answer it.
3: Especially nowadays where you got, I mean... I got cameras. <laughs> looking out i looking up. I just front. let the
4: dogs go, bro. I just like get vicious, yo. Yeah. Dog. Just serious.
3: Yeah. But but just because you
4: have a match don't mean I gotta talk about it. How about that?
3: Yeah, Do something. That's, they're true. Do something.
4: So I'm excited. Well, I gotta tell you, I had a nightmare last night. This is a hundred hundred percent shoot. Um, I had a nightmare, and in that nightmare, it came out that in the upcoming football season, the Cowboys finished eight and nine. So I need to have a few more psychotic dreams to get that up to about 11 and 6 before I'm ready to make it. Cuz I'm not prepared to 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 go with that just yet. But uh I got to tell you, we for those of us who who have decided to turn our backs on the dead sport of baseball, this is the desert, man. We need football to start badly.
3: I'm telling you, man. Since I since I stumbled on the CFL, and became a diehard CFL man. I don't I don't have the desert nearly as bad as you. Well, I, I have. Okay, wrong. so
4: I have English soccer that just started up last weekend, and that's a big deal for us. So, I like that. Liverpool had a very bad first week, but that's okay. Um, I just can't do baseball anymore, man.
3: I you, not me either. It's not for me. So uh, real quick, we we will do the football preview show. We're gonna get it scheduled with the little fella. Doc's got to give me some days and times that he can do to do the show, and then I'll have to get with the little fella to see what he can get. Uh, you know, as far does, as he have a, does he ever does he
4: have a big person's phone, or does he have one of those little Fisher Price
3: gimmicks? Uh probably Fisher Price gimmicks. <laughs> I mean, look at him. I mean, he's probably got the little toy, the little toy phone you pull behind you. I mean, can you imagine? Like,
4: he's I mean, gonna he, climb he's, up. Yeah. He's gonna climb up oh, on his matchboxing. He's gonna climb up like, climb up on his matchbox and get to talking.
3: I guarantee he sits on the toilet and swings his feet. Like I mean that's
4: Come a- on.
3: <laughs> anyway, so you'll be able to get that on Patreon. Now speaking of Patreon couple of quick shout outs before we get rolling. And Patreon is a little weird when someone signs up lately. So if I miss you, my apologies. But new patron Ted N, thanks for signing up, Ted, and going annually. Jason V, thanks for signing up. Anthony H, thanks for signing up as well. And then uh, existing patron, Hall of Fame patron Craig N, thanks for bumping up, my brother. You've been with us for a very long time. So thank you, Craig. Greatly appreciated. And if you want to check out all 300-plus of our Patreon-exclusive shows, including Doc, Harper, myself, the little Fella Half-Pint, covering Ric Flair's last match, we actually did two shows on that, all of our WCW pay-per-view reviews and our class reviews, plus Lance and I covering the glory days of World Class, the ECW shows with Mike and JV, NWA Power with Sparks, the Transformer, and, again, the little Fella Half-Pint. Go to Patreon at tinyurl.com. Slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up now. Plus, right now, I am giving away a handful of trial months for free, but don't DM me. Don't send me a Facebook message. Don't Twitter me, whatever, all that stuff. You got to email me to take advantage of this offer. Book in the Territory at gmail.com. That is bookin'theterritory at gmail.com. And again, if you just want to sign up, tinyurl.com. Slash Patreon, B-T-T. Woo! Mouthful, Doc. Um, how, Are we going to set a speed record this week? Uh, no, this I think episode? we'll be
4: okay. I think I got I got this all under control. I got eight pages of notes. Uh, before mm-hmm. we get... N- no, I don't know eight pages, bro. But, hey, mm-hmm. my gimmick didn't eat any of the pages that I put in. So we're off. We are off to a good start there. Now, my question before we get into the episode is... Mm-hmm. So, apparently, um, Ric Flair was in a wrestling ring this week.
3: Again, I saw a tweet about it uh, in Puerto Rico. So, did he wrestle? What's the story? You're the Flair fan.
4: I think he was a second for Andrade. And Carlos Colon was involved. And I don't know. But if you think this is going to stop...
3: It's not stopping. It's a drug, man. I mean, it's not a really a drug, but it's like a drug. The addiction is there, man.
4: Junkies it, need their fix, bro.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to say it, dude.
4: Get my rig, tie off my arm. It's time to go s- chase the dragon.
3: That's right. I mean, there's no other way to say it, bro. Like, no way fans or butts about it, man.
4: And, and, and so you got the mortgage man and the Crockett trying to build a promotion. Because that's coming. <laughs> you got Rick in a, in a wrestling ring all over the place. I think it's about time for us to get a ring and get into
3: this. That say? won't be happening.
4: Why not? You man, got that new big spread of land out there. We could put a, a practice ring in the back for the uh, the school. This All-run dude promo acts house. like
3: he don't have a big yard where you can't put a ring in it. Jesus Christ! You, no, no, have you an... can't
4: do that. You came over to my house and was laughing at how bombed out my grass looks and making fun of my property. Don't give me that shit.
3: He's got a moat, and now he's and he's trying to make it seem like I live in some kind of castle.
4: Well, that's what that's what we'll do to break down the trainees on day one is we'll make them swim around the moat till they're tired. Then they gotta do thousand squats, and then we'll stretch them.
3: First off, I don't have a ring. I don't have room for a wrestling ring. But can you imagine setting up a ring in a yard right now and having trainees bumping and training in a hundred and five degree weather on that canvas?
4: Before we had the rain today, the heat index at my house was one hundred and eight.
3: I mean, and that's low compared to what it's been some days.
4: Brother, uh, brother we would bump in that sportatorium, and it was hot as balls.
3: Brother, let me tell you a story. One time I was in Oklahoma, the canvas was like plastic. Nobody was bumping in it. It was in the middle of summer and the sun. It was 110. You took a bump and your skin just sizzled like bacon.
4: <laughs> How did you get that dumbass name, Menace to Society? <laughs>
3: Uh, that's a true story. That he told me one time, bumping in a ring in Oklahoma. It was like a hundred plus degrees, and the, the the canvas wasn't a canvas. It was like this tarp type plastic. Because <laughs> of course, why not? Right? Yeah. Whatever. Well, all right. Speaking
4: uh, of bad rat, I mean, never mind. We're we're into March um,
3: though. We well, this is the second week we're into March though. Oh this yeah, is, that's right. That's, yeah, that's, it's that's March ninth. So this is March 9th, 1991, WCW Saturday night on TBS. A couple of quick notes from the taping before we jump into it, according to the records at thehistoryofwwe.com, this episode was also taped on February 26th of 91, just like last week's Saturday night. We are still at center stage. When we go to the intro as the show opens up, it's another replay of Nikita's attack on Luger from WrestleWar91. Again, you can become a patron and listen to Doc and I. Break that all down at tinyurl.com slash now, we then go to center stage. It's J.R., Paul Lee, and Missy. They're back with J.R. for the Open again this week. Paul Lee says he'll be talking to Teddy. Missy says she'll be talking to Teddy also. And then they argue a little, and Paul Lee calls Missy a manipulative winch. Oof, Paul Lee's going to be getting stiff here. But, uh, Doc, any thoughts from the opening there?
4: I'd be stiff, too, if I was standing there next to Missy.
3: You'd be stiff in a different way.
4: Where's Bob Cottle?
3: Uh, someone told me Cottle's done. Damn it. But, man, my memory's bad. I swear we see him again, but as I say that, somebody's going to send me something and say, nope, Mike, you're wrong. So consider me corrected if I am wrong. All right. I mean, technically not done. I mean, we see him again in Smokey, right? So, but I swear, I don't know. You know, your timelines get confused when you start watching stuff out of sequence. So, like, you know, we watched this, and then we watch Smokey years later, but we did Smokey first. So, in your mind, you're like, oh, Bob Cotto didn't go anywhere, but then again, maybe he did. It's just that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Anyway. All right. So, we go to the first match. It is Big Josh versus Jim Boss. pitcher and pitcher last week uh, with, uh, with Tommy Rich and Big Josh talking about a match that Josh is going to have with Spivey tomorrow night in the Omni. That your VCRs for that, or go buy your ticket, I should say. There are some comments as this match gets started, and I want to play it, but um, I want to ask you if you got anything first, Doc.
4: Well, I thought it was nice that when Matt Bourne came down to the ring to say hi to the kids, he didn't try to snort or smoke any of them.
3: Jesus. On that note, how is, how is this guy a babyface? Mm, he's aligned with Tommy Rich and how is you know, that Tommy guy rich?
4: a baby face
3: I don't know you know somebody who loves him some Tommy Rich no one of your friends a long time listener Phil Allen oh my god I mean I think Phil would do lines off of Rich's member if he had a chance he's a he's a rich fan he's always defending him always mm. yeah what is this talk about? rich Tommy Tommy Rich's dick, Mike. What the f- Come on, bro. What the hell's wrong with you? So I got to play this timestamp here. Um, This is the beginning of this match, and there's some comments from JR about Missy and Paul And yeah, here it is.
0: You know, Paul, I wish you and Missy could be as good natured and as likable as that big guy right there. You're worried about uh, you're going to interview Teddy Long. She says she's going to interview Teddy Long. What's the problem? What's the, what is, it, is this an ego thing with both you guys? No, it's
2: an ego thing on her part because I will have Teddy Long in the danger zone on tonight's show. And as for Missy Hyatt, the only thing she worries about is which guy she's going to get her hooks into this week for a date.
0: Big Josh, that shoulder block, knocking Jim
3: Boston. <laughs> Jr. <I'm> just, just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going there with you, dude. But. This is going to be Paulie and Missy for months now. Uh, Paulie's just going to keep digging his hooks into Missy and really, really, really stiffen her on his comments. But uh, Doc, any thoughts on the comments there from Paulie about Missy trying to get her hooks into someone for a date or uh, the match? How is he wrong, bro? I'm 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 staying away from that. Just wait. Wait till Jason Hervey, her boyfriend, comes in. Ugh. You ain't lying. Ugh is the way to put it. For real. That guy. That guy makes
4: Half-Pint look like Andre the Giant.
3: Dude, don't. Every now and then I told you, I'll, like, skip around and I'll go just pull up a random episode in 91. Just to, like, see what the hell's going on. I, I want to, you know, I'll spend 10 minutes just looking.
4: When it... I do that on the results just to see when is it going to get worse.
3: And, bruh, a matter of fact, Big Josh wins right here. No surprise. Dude, I saw a segment with him and Dusty where Dusty, what do they call a segment Dusty starts doing? Not the bullet of the woods. They call it something else. And him and Hervey are, are hosting this segment. And there is some stupidity that they do. With Kevin Sullivan and One Man Gang, it is the shits, and, and I just—I well, can't like, wait. I—that's I, exactly what I thought. I can't actually. I can't wait because I'm looking forward to playing it for you and Harper, so we can just take a dump all. Well, over who him.
4: knows if Harper will be here?
3: That's true too. He said he'd be here, and he—he he said he was running late. So, um, yeah, forty minutes at this point. Doc, did you have any other thoughts from Big Josh there, winning? No, sir. So we go to the next match. It is Larry Zabisco versus Tim Parker. JR talks about uh, a conflict with Zabisco and Sting that happened earlier this morning on the WCW Power Hour and just kind of mentions it. And other than that, Zabisco is going to win with a pile driver. Takes a while. Doc, any thoughts?
4: Boy, Zabisco's a rain delay, dude.
3: Wow. Look at He
4: is so – he works so slow.
3: That's that old school.
4: Okay. Remember so when,
3: Remember when Tommy Rich first came back and I said that? I was like, bro, he just yeah. lays on the mat. <laughs>
4: uh, Zabisco's 39 there.
3: I'm going to say something I don't know if you'll agree with. I thought Zabisco, when he was doing commentary, especially like on Nitro for a while, I thought he was pretty good.
4: Uh, I agree.
3: Yeah. I like Zabisco on commentary. Um, can
4: you back up just a little bit on that?
3: To what? what? What do you want?
4: I don't know. Just go back three minutes.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, a little bit, three minutes. I mean, those are two different things. So we're at just, 1538 now. What do you want?
4: Our friend here, Parker, that's the mm-hmm. opponent. Mm-hmm. He looks like Mike Graham and Bob Armstrong had a sign.
3: Yeah, because of the hair. It's the curly hair. Jesus Christ. Bisco just spin kicked him in the chest and damn put his chest through the freaking turnbuckle. But he does work slow. I mean, but he's an old, I mean he's an older wrestler. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's I guess it's gonna get. So Zabisco is gonna win this thing. He hits a pile driver on Tim Parker Jr. and he gets the win. And um, Tim Parker Jr. ain't kicking out from that, brother. Any other thoughts on this one?
4: it would have been better if he was wrestling Ray Parker Jr.
3: Okay. Keeping the show moving, we go to commercial and we come back from commercial. The Young Pistols versus Lou Fabiano and Dave Johnson. We get a picture Can you picture play
4: the Can we get the picture in picture piece?
3: Uh sure, as soon as, as soon as it comes up, I'll I'll hit the audio. Um real quick as we go to it, there they mention look at these two, Fabiano and and uh Dave Johnson. During the picture in picture, some others in Armstrong mentioned they're coming with both barrels loaded so let me that's uh, right play the let me play the audio from it here it is
0: hey atlanta georgia the young pistols are coming to the omni tomorrow night and we're coming with both barrels loaded that's right, the them, young David. pistols are new and hot on the scene and they're going for them united
3: states tag team titles right off the bat look out atlanta georgia oh, the omni is times. where we're coming tomorrow night and we're coming with both barrels Speed. loaded there look out, <laughs> Bruh, it drives me up a wall that they have to say they're new and on the scene. They're not right. Like it's, and, and I don't blame either of these guys at all. It's they're not doing them. what they're they're doing
4: what they're told.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, keep in mind this is ninety one. I mean, Tracy Smothers is not no friggin' ten year vet at this point, right? He's he he's on national television. He's just I hate to say it, but pay me, pay me, right, Doc? Of course. He's, you know, probably getting paid decent. Probably this is probably the best payday he's ever had. Like, you can't blame him, but this is the the way the them keeping saying that they're new and on the scene is just. Bruh, Can you run even... it back
4: to twenty five minutes exactly and just let it play?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and my note say... was,
4: this is some wrestling, R-A-S-S kind.
3: Oh yeah, he kicks out of the heads the. Uh... Headlock on just simple,
4: and it was so simple. Kick out, heel, heel talking and jabbering. Back to the arm. Doesn't have to be complicated.
3: It ain't that fucking hard, guys. So.
4: So, um. Yeah, it's ridiculous that we're trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes that this is something new. How about we work with what we have and get it get what we have over?
3: The damn entrance music is Doom 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 Doom, doom. that that Frontier Cowboy be- I will never forget Tracy Smothers sitting on the swing. I mean, they tried to make us the young pistols. I mean, like we're from Wyoming. I ain't got nothing against the people in Wyoming, but I ain't even been, never even been to Wyoming. <laughs>
4: So, Lou Fabiano's in the ring. Now, this fellow looks like Al Perez and the Italian Stallion had a baby.
3: <laughs> this dude looks like a fat Al Perez, dude. He looks like a tubby. Well, I can't take it back. He's not fat, like, but he's just a...
4: Okay, he looks like if Al Perez was built like the Italian Stallion.
3: Yeah, because he does in the face. And he's got a hairy back. <laughs> oh. He does look like Al Perez, a chunky Al Perez. Oh, boy. Well, Doc, I know we love us some Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, but uh, this ain't it, Jack.
4: Hey, do you think that of the 400 people in every building every night, Tracy was making a large swath through the rats?
3: You let Bobby Blaze tell it, yes. I don't remember Bobby told this story on the show one time. He was talking to me. I don't know if it was off air or on, so I'm sorry, Bobby, and RIP Tracy here, but he said something about they had a – he was in the hotel room next to Tracy, and Tracy's, you know, breaking the headboard. Busting some, out
4: some guts, I believe is what the words you're looking for.
3: He was busting some guts, and he's like, "Bruh, for a second, man, I'm like, God damn, Tracy, what you doing in there, killing her or something? Jesus Christ. He said Tracy was he said the girl was making so much noise he was worried. Come on. Rastlers. Probably was at the, the 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 Super Eight Motel with the Jiz stains on the towels. If you don't know what Jesus. I'm talking about. Jesus. Google it. It's on YouTube. Uh from our Smoky Mountain show. Holy Jesus. crap. yeah, Jesus is right.
4: That that review of the of the hotel might be what top ten moment of the show
3: um and it's on youtube i forget the exact name of it but it is on youtube uh i think it's something like doc and hopper and mike review the the super eight motel smoky mountain hotel or something like that Mm. doc we go to commercial we come back uh you know young pistols win obviously you know they're building them up good for them i mean i'm glad they're building them up they just ain't from wyoming we come back from commercial and um Boy, I got to play this. It's JYD. He's blown First up promo. First of all, before you do. Yes.
4: Look how happy Missy looks to just be there. You what mean a treasure to. she is.
3: Agree. Here it is. And you'll see what Doc is talking about if you're a Patreon of ours because you can go to the video version, tinyurl.com slash Patreon and you can actually watch what Doc and I are watching in Harper when he decides to show up. Uh, here's JYD cutting a promo before we go to the next match
5: long long lost road
6: now excuse me mr dog could you please give us your thoughts on tomorrow night's match against ron simmons and butch reed at the army
5: that's exactly what i'm getting ready to talk about now you know it's been a long situation between butch reed and ron simmons and we haven't been the best friends in the world but due to the fact that the two brothers from the north side is getting in the ring and i don't like what teddy long and butch reed stand for at the moment due to the fact we do live on the same side of town The thing is going to get real nasty. But right here in the Omni, I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to take my hat off to one Ron Simmons because I know the road that he's traveling and it's a long, dark highway. So Ron Simmons, to the best of my knowledge, brother, ride between the rails. You know exactly what I mean because Ted Long is strong and Butch Reed is an evil, evil man. So do the right thing. Stay on the right side, Ron Simmons and Butch and all the fans out here in Atlanta, GA. come on out. Some of
3: the take his I don't know why we needed JYD to give Ron Simmons a pep talk and tell the fans to come Atlanta to come out to the Omni, but uh, we did, and I could have lived without that one minute promo from JYD there. Doc, your thoughts? When when is he good? Why do you like this guy? This JYD's runs in WCW do nothing but piss me off because they don't show any part of what made jyd there is not one inkling of anything that makes jyd shows what he could do when he was in shape and when he was cutting decent promos it's it's a joke it it makes me mad because this is the type of stuff that morons and jackasses like Dave Meltzer point to.
4: What's wrong with Dave Meltzer?
3: When you can't admit, and this goes for even people I like, when you are one of those people who can't admit, like if you're a fan or you like someone, guess what? I don't give a damn who they are. They're never right 100% of the time. And when you can't be objective about certain wrestling talents, you are a buffoon.
4: Now, when you say nobody's right 100% of the time, you're not talking about me, are you?
3: Oh, I'm talking about you. Come on. Okay. I mean, everybody knows what it is, bro. When you got to constantly defend the Young Bucks... It's like, bro. I had to block Dave just so I didn't see his nonsense in my Twitter feed. Because I certainly wasn't gonna follow him. Well, he turned off cold people allowing
4: people. He turned off the ability for people to make comments.
3: I don't know why people go at him. I I don't like. Actually, I'm glad Half Pint does this because I had, I gave him a little lesson one time. I was like, dude, punch up, not down. OK, if you're going to start something with somebody online, punch up, not down. Never punch down because that's down, why I don't
4: ever talk to the people that listen to this show other than outside of this <laughs> podcast.
3: You're so wrong, but OK. So it's just like punch up. Now, as I say that, I'm not punching at Dave. I don't give it like it just it kind of sounds like you are, though. Well, no, I'm using him as an example because he's one you of those call people. You called him a
4: buffoon. That sounds like a shot.
3: Well, he is a buffoon. He, I mean, oh. whenever then all you do. Bruh, if you can't be objective. Like, I, here's a perfect example. You covered Ric Flair's last match. You are the biggest Ric Flair fan in the world. That was your favorite wrestler. You still is. You still is. You were not kind to Ric Flair in his last match when we reviewed it. It was the it. worst gonna, thing
4: I've ever seen in a wrestling ring.
3: I'm not going to get into the specifics. If you want to listen to it, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon and you can hear Doc go on for about 30 minutes of what he really thought about that. and He was very objective. My point is, when you stop being objective and you can't be critical of people you like, then you are compromised. And I can't take anything else you say as worth anything. Even your favorite people are wrong sometimes. In the same token, people you may not like sometimes are right. And that's that old saying where a broken clock is right twice a day. How did we get here? Oh, because a melter would is he wasn't wrong about JYD. I just wish he didn't say hey, it. Hey, at least
4: JYD was intelligible. I knew what he was saying. And he's talking down. about... Well, he wants Ron Simmons between the rails so that he can be out snorting the rails.
3: Oh, okay. What? Speaking of... JYD, He's dead. He's
4: not going to come try to fight me now.
3: Speaking of people that are deceased, um, our next matchup here is Buddy Landell versus Tom Zink. And Paul Lee on commentary during the match says, you know, if Missy married JYD, we could call her Miss Dog." I don't know why, but that popped me. <laughs> uh, Doc, what do you have from 4148? Coming oh, up. We're almost let it there. roll. We're almost Buddy there. has okay, some I'll good cheating. Does some good cheating. Collar and elbow. Buddy backs up. Zinc into the corner. The Z Man, Chris Zonch's favorite wrestler. Buddy starts breaking away, but <laughs> gives him a elbow to the gut. That's that old school heel stuff right there.
4: I can see Buddy doing that to somebody in a bar.
3: Hey, oh, you don't want to buy me a beer? All right, let me go hey, to the bathroom I, real quick.
4: I, well, you said we were going to meet in the bathroom for, for some bam bam. No, I don't mean fucking, I mean cocaine.
3: Look at Buddy sell this move right here. Look at Buddy get his legs. <laughs> look, look, at him. he's stuck on his legs are up on the road. <laughs> Buddy's pissing off right there. He's just farting around. Did you see that?
4: Yeah. I did. That was great.
3: Butcher was a clown. All right. What else you got from this one?
4: It was long, but Buddy looked good. And, and actually, he made Zinc look good.
3: Well, Buddy's a professional. And we can get that. Well, never
4: hold on. Oh, hold on, pal. <laughs> except Maybe for no, that time.
3: <laughs> Go except ahead. for
4: that time and that time and the other time over there. And then that other time.
3: So what happened was, you know, we were in Knoxville, and I was like, well, fuck it, Bart, let's drive to Atlanta overnight. So me and Bart got in the car, and Bart's driving, and, you know, I'm sitting in the passenger side filling up my nose with that Peruvian shit. And we get to Atlanta, and now I'm geeked up, man. I can't go to sleep, so I got to take me some downers. And Cole Cabana's like, what? And, and man, I go finally get to bed, and and Dusty calls and Bart answers the phone and like, Baby, baby, where, where y'all at? And Bart looks over at me and says, uh, Dusty wants to know uh what, what's going on. When we when we gonna get there. The taping's tapping now. Tell him I ain't fucking coming, bruh. That dude had a six figure job and <laughs> told told the booker. That
4: fool had a six figure <laughs> job in nineteen eighty five.
3: He told the booker, bro, Bart is in the room with him so Dusty can hear Bart. And he said, tell him I ain't fucking coming. If that don't pop you, I don't know what is. And Colt was like, okay. He's like, you see, I'm giving you all a little summary of the greatest podcast uh, episode on, on, in history. You see, I had what there was called fuck you money. Another great line. I don't even play that sound drop. So maybe when I said, I say all that to say, maybe when I said Buddy was a professional, you went not. too far. I went too far. All right. So um, if you're watching I on the take video each version, Buddy
4: matches as a, as a individual independent event, and in this one, he was good.
3: He was phenomenal. I mean, no other way to put it. We've seen good buddy and and bad buddy, as you'll hear Cornette say. So Z-Man hits a super kick on Budro as we work towards the finish. But Terry Taylor comes in and interferes, and the bell rings, and it's a DQ. Now Bobby Eaton comes in, and he saves Z-Man. And Eaton and Z-Man, they actually send the heels packing. Mr. Hughes is out there on the outside helping Taylor. So, um, yeah, just uh, lots of shenanigans here with Z-Man getting jumped and. Dude, I'm sorry. There's nothing that can make Z-Man interesting to me. Nothing. Any other thoughts on this one, Doc?
4: Are we flirting with making Bobby Eaton a baby face here?
3: Yes. By the way, um...
4: We're too Southern, but let's make the most Southern person that we have on the roster a baby face.
3: Best Dave ever told me that he believed that Bobby Chant, remember we discussed about discussed it, pay per view, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was he believes it was piped in. And if you really listen to it, it does sound piped in. Like I went back and listened, I was like, I don't know. I was doubting it at first when we were talking about it, but I can kinda think it might have been piped in. Okay. Anyway. All right, doc. Uh, any other thoughts on Eaton here, Z- man or nothing? Are you looking at your notes?
4: No, I, I was looking this Mr. Hughes is a narcoleptic, right?
3: That's what they say. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen him fall asleep in the middle of That's the- what I was
4: wondering. Did he ever fall asleep at rain?
3: Bro, have rain? you ever seen somebody have you ever seen somebody that does that?
4: I've had a friend that was narcoleptic. Yeah, it's Jesus
3: Christ. So, contrary to popular belief, I'm not a moron and an idiot. Like Doc likes to play me, uh, act like I am. I would say more of
4: a general doofus.
3: And I and I actually used to train people in a previous life, like um, you know, yeah, like a job type situation. Uh Oh, to do what? I had their ass. I had a narcoleptic person in a class of mine once. Bruh, I I've never seen anything like this. This dude asked a question. He was like, I have a question. So what happens if blah 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 blah? And as I'm responding and saying, You know what, uh, buddy, good question. He's falling asleep. I can't even get to the answer. He literally asked the question and dozed off in front of me. I was like, bruh, I wish that's I could a, fall asleep. That's that a quick. great
4: gimmick. Yeah. Real, That's a great real-life gimmick.
3: The two fell asleep as hey, I was man, starting you, to answer.
4: Your broads just bust in your tops about something and you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare fall asleep on me. What? I have a neurological disorder. What are you trying to say?
3: Yeah, you could throw it there. There's a medical reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that. Dude, that would be awesome,
4: man. That's <laughs> uh, the new thing. If you're going out on your first date with your Tinder date, make sure you tell her on the first date that you're narcoleptic, and then you can use that throughout the entirety of your, your relationship. You just get tired of what's happening, and you just close your eyes. and
3: Fall asleep. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tell All right, job, well,
4: next time you get a new job, tell them you're, you're sleepy.
3: I, I mean, you could. Well, uh, tell you what's not making me fall asleep. We go to the wrestling wrap up after we come back from commercial. Gordon solely throws us to the WCW Pro show and taping. Shivani and Zabisco on commentary calling the Freebirds versus the Steiners. If you recall, the Freebirds are the current world champions, and the Steiners, the U.S. champs. Gordon says the Steiners won the World Tag Belts now too. Which came out of absolutely nowhere, but here it is. We watch Scott hit the Frankensteiner on Jimmy Garvin. um, New World Champions, just like that. Doc, thoughts?
4: Uh, we had Zabisco on color there. Yeah,
3: that's what I said. Zabisco was on commentary with Shivani.
4: And the crowd erupted.
3: Oh, they did. They did. I mean, it's probably worth. Like, let me go back to it when the It was happens, jubilation. Yeah, just listen to it. Just listen to it. Here he goes. Oh
2: I don't care who says what oh, for crying out loud! Atomic drop is a legal maneuver. They gotta stop Scott and Get oh, it. Rick Steiner in. The referee didn't see the tag. You're right. He didn't see the tag. And they double-team on the Freebirds. The Freebirds might end it right Take here. Take advantage of this now, and that's not exactly what they're going after.
1: Break it's oh! Out of the blue! Out of the one! Two! two three!
3: These dude, we say it every time we call one of their matches where it's a legit match and not a, you know, enhancement talent. They are so goddamn over. It's unreal. Boy, and
4: that was yelling Shivani too.
3: Yeah, you heard it. That was um, shades of what would come in the Monday Night Wars, right?
4: Sure was. Zabisco and Shivani and Shivani yelling his ass off.
3: Yeah, man. But that was that was. I oh, look, man. That was that was good stuff, man. That was. Yeah. That was really Good. I mean,
4: we're well past the time where the free birds in 1991. We're past them needing to be the champs.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can see them U.S. titles, right? But sure, that's fine. World belts, just come on, bro. No, nope, nah, that ain't gonna work for me, brother. Okay, so from there, um, there's a wrestling wrap-up magazine you know thing that plays then we're going to go to Barry Windham versus Pablo Crenshaw who we've seen over the years here and there um doc anything from Barry and Pablo Crenshaw and I'll get to it in a second
4: Barry needs something to do can now I get wins? a 50 5837 cuz he's so good hold up all right I'm at, you
3: um oh. you said 5837
4: yeah, you had it, and then you moved it. Come on, bro. No,
3: I'm not moving it. That's It jumps on me. Oh, no,
4: no, no, no. oh, oh.
3: So we're at 58.22. 22 Yeah,
4: Barry, my note here is just that Barry looks so good in the ring.
3: He, he, like, we know it, but I say this often. He was one of the best damn workers ever. Like, if you really think about it, he was great. But I don't think people think of him like that. Because he was so smooth. No, I they, think they... people do. Well, old school, hardcore fans like us do. But there are passive fans from this era that go, huh, Barry? I mean, he was a great horseman. But they, they don't give him the credit. We do. The thing that made right, Barry right, 59-10. So... It's coming.
4: Yeah, tell me what happens here.
3: So Pablo's hitting him in the gut and hitting him in the gut some more and in the chest, and Pablo shoots Barry off. And what the piss was that? Barry's laughing at him. <laughs> Pablo Crenshaw dropped to a knee and looked to try to give Barry Windham a gut shot, but completely whiffed. And Barry's being nice because he's not even hitting him back and potatoing him. He's just uh, going with it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was, Doc. I, I, I can't tell you. But I know that's a nice-looking lariat. The thing that made Barry look so great, um, he was so big and he was so agile.
4: Sure. And nothing was, nothing was rushed.
3: Nothing was rushed. Nothing was wasted. Uh, What else you got from this one, Doc, before we uh, head towards the finish?
4: Let's get Barry involved in something soon. Please.
3: Superplex by Barry uh, from the corner. Gets Crenshaw over. One, two, three. From there, we go to commercial. Um, and I'm trying to get directly to our timestamp uh, when we come back from commercial. So we go to commercial. We come back. And look who it is. Old oh, Budreau. no. Budro's out here to cut a promo. He's got something to say. This is important. Here it is.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to World Championship Wrestling. I'm here with nature boy Buddy Landell. And, Buddy, the last couple of weeks we have seen Miss Alexandra York of the York Foundation here at ringside scouting your matches. What's the update as far as you joining
2: the York Foundation? Well, you know, being in the York Foundation will be a feather in my cap. Look what it's done to Terry Taylor's career. It's under serious negotiations right now. And at the time when we decide to announce it, I'll personally hold a press conference. But I just want to say one other thing. It'd be a feather in their cap to have me, too. Oh, Missy, Missy, listen. I want to thank you and Jason for lunch at the Polo Club in L.A. the other day. The next time it's on me, okay? See ya.
6: Excuse me, I'm sorry about interrupting, but I talked to the director, and the director said that I can be in Paul E. Dangerously's Danger Zone tonight because he's interviewing Teddy Long, and I'm going to be in it. That's what the director said, so don't come out here whining.
2: Excuse me! But no wonder you can't keep a man in your life. You show your face on the Danger Zone tonight, and I'll slap those plastic surgery scars right off your body. Well, now, that, that's going to be a very interesting situation. So, Missy Hyatt will be in
0: the danger zone with Paulie Dangerously. I'm going
6: to call somebody. Okay, go ahead.
0: Here's a quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, let's go up to the ring.
3: Bro, that was stiff. What's wrong with Jr.?
4: J.R.? Right, he just threatened <laughs> violence, and you're a gentleman, and you're like, well, not my problem. Fuck it.
3: He said he a quarter, right? <laughs> um.
4: So we get a Hervey mention there.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We Gross. do get a Jason Hervey mention there. Buddy thanks her and Jason Hervey for lunch at the Polo Club in L.A. Hmm. You think
4: Jason Hervey was nice to the wait staff?
3: No. Paulie threatened to slap Missy and he'd slap the plastic surgery scars off her body. That's stiff, bro. Is it? Yeah. i tell you what's stiff. Having us. watch It Richard can't Morton. be
4: worse than when Corny said that baby doll shot in the junior mo-
3: moose department. Oh, Corny was super stiff. And, uh, does anybody know the gestation period of a bull moose? Come on, me either, but but, but baby doll knows something just, like that. Just terrible, dude. He was man. It, let me tell you something. Corny would get canceled for fat shaming and being a pig. Um, let's continue, Doc, because um, we saw some shit uh-huh. I don't even want to cover. Elegante won. He beat Pat Rose and Ned. Hey, Brady the
4: only he note I had on that was at least mm-hmm. he's doing handicap matches, which covers up a lot of issues and is probably the right way to do it.
3: There was a pitcher in pitcher promo from Sting as well during that, where tomorrow Sting is wrestling at the Omni against Flair in the cage, and Elegante is a special ref. And that makes no sense. No, no sense. No, and, it's, and literally, so we're supposed to have a cage match at the Omni with Flair versus Sting, and that's the promo we hear.
4: So first of all, who taught El Gigante how to referee? Second of all, he wants the belt, so why wouldn't he turn on Sting to get his shot?
3: That's a great point, and and the only other point I want to make is... Hey, let's let some
4: goofy bastard from Argentina ref our world title matches just because.
3: And why are we cutting a promo in a picture-in-picture picture to draw people to the Omni? Like, can we not talk them into the building like we used to do on at, at Center... at a, well, drive. we
4: found in our market research that because WWF does it this way, we need to be just like them, and that way we'll beat them.
3: Well, and on that note, we need to go to the danger zone. Teddy Long is with Ron Simmons, and uh we need to- I'm sorry, Teddy Long is with um is with um Paul Lee on the danger zone, and well, we may see Ron Simmons. Here it is.
2: Alone on the danger zone your-
6: Excuse me, Mr. Long. I would like to know how do you feel. The breakup between Ron Simmons and Butch
2: Reed. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 just a second. Check this out. I thought I was out here. To talk-
6: Excuse me, but can you answer my question?
2: <laughs> little off, Annie, you step back. I'll answer that question. Ron Simmons cost me the World Tag Team Championship. Ron Simmons cost me a lot of money. Now, Ron Simmons put his hands on me, and that was the worst thing he could have ever did. So, Ron Simmons, when I whipped you with that belt, I was whipping you for the brothers, because you let the—
6: now, listen, Ron—
2: Whoa, this... whoa, whoa, okay, excuse, no, hold. It. excuse me, but Mr. Long, I invited you out here. You know, last week, She had an interview with Mr. Ron Simmons, and she had something to say to him. And I would like you, sir, to watch this piece of videotape regarding her interview with Ron Simmons. Okay, yo, yo, let's check it out.
6: I have followed your career from college football until now. And I'm from Florida State, and I'm from Tallahassee, and I just want to let you you know, I know that you eat, sleep, and bleed Florida State Seminoles, and so do I and so do i and so do i oh she loves florida and
2: so do i huh little orphan annie once again you're dipping in the mustard trying to catch up so you live (laughs) and you where you going where you going teddy yo teddy here the Ah! i'm glad he left Just like I always knew, Teddy Long, besides looking like a rabbit, I see it's a lot of it in you. Now let me tell you something, you spineless punk. You show up tomorrow night, and I'm gonna show the whole world what you and Butch Reed are made of. And that is nothing but your punk yellow-bellied chicken. Get ready. Um,
6: excuse me, but I think this danger zone is over.
2: (laughs) Hi. I hate that witch. Yeah. Yeah, this is dang- Thank you very much for coming to I Hate. We'll be back after this.
3: Bruh, Missy is feeling all up over Ron, man. She's Jason Hervey like, better watch out. Bruh.
4: The only thing bleeding Florida State are the poor girls that wandered into the locker room with the. Wait, what? I
3: don't even know why you play like that.
4: Busting open. Wait, what? That
3: shit ain't funny. It ain't funny. What? What it ain't funny.
4: It what? it's what? It's not funny. What? What about ketchup and mustard?
3: That was funny. <laughs> he told Missy, you're living in the mustard and trying to catch up. Boy, if that ain't some <laughs> corny stuff. <laughs> it was corny yeah. He Yeah. Called a little orphan annie. It was great, man. That was that was I, wonderful.
4: I can't tell you that the Paulie and Missy stuff is good, but it amuses me.
3: I it's amusing. Now, from what I remember, it gets long in a tooth because they just keep going and keep going and keep going. It does get old. But for now, I it's better than some of the stuff we didn't see in the 90 and 91. At least I ain't looking at Norman every week. <sighs> so after that, we go to commercial and we come back. We get another video package of Nikita working out and grunting and Mm. feeling like he's having sex. Uh, Doc, I don't really want to talk about this other than to say it's basically reminiscent of last week. Any thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, he's grunting and...
4: I mean, I think they found that there's a limitation to what you can do.
3: Stop it. They literally slowed down the audio. So you could, it's, he sounds like a lion. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, this is terrible. Uh, what were you saying before I rudely interrupted? you? It's probably the,
4: the best way to do that, but whatever.
3: Yeah. Right after that, we go to Lex Luger versus Joe Cruz. Luger wins pretty quickly. And then uh, we also get a picture-in-picture where Luger tells Nikita he will take care of him. And Luger puts Cruz in the torture rack and wins. Any thoughts, Doc?
4: I thought Luger looked good, as as is usually these days how it goes. Boy, you were wrong about Lex Luger, man. He is a Did I not defender. say that?
3: Yes, you have. You admitted you were wrong. Objective- I mean, once again.
4: Objectivity is one of my strong suits. One of many, but it's one of them.
3: The only time you – earlier in the show you said you're never wrong. So now you're admitting that you were wrong and you're admitting that you correct yourself. See how that, that works? Luger. No, no, no. So earlier in the episode, you said you're never wrong. But now you're saying you were wrong. About loser, those topics, you about it.
4: these topics, sometimes that could happen.
3: Caught you in your own hypocrisy. I know. So then we go to why are you trying commercial. To catch people?
4: What do you, wh- when, we, when, why are you a narc?
3: I'm gonna cancel you. There you go. No. Yeah. Why are you um, trying
4: to cancel people, Mike? <laughs> right. That's what I try to do.
3: Uh, so then we go to Sid Vicious versus Tommy Angel. And, um, Boy, that Sid Airplane Spin powerbomb is wicked looking. He tosses around Tommy Angel like a damn ragdoll. Uh, and then he power bombs Angel for the win. Doc, any thoughts on this right here? We get a pitch, and pitch from Pillman, too.
4: So if Sid had to be convinced to put over Chris Benoit in 2000, mm-hmm. because of his Benoit size, there ain't a chance in hell he's going to do anything for Pillman in 91.
3: So um, author Ian Totten commented on our Facebook, I'm sorry, not on Facebook group, on the Patreon page when I posted the review of War Games and and WrestleWar91. And remember how we were talking about how it looked, I mean, Sid damn near killed Pillman with that powerbomb in the cage, right? So he has actually interviewed Sid and he said that Sid admitted to trying to injure Pillman right there. So from the horse's mouth, he's saying that Sid said, yeah, I tried to hurt him.
4: Well, that's messed up.
3: That's messed up. You're That's not how we do business. <laughs> no. Especially Pillman. Come on, man. Any other thoughts Anybody. on Sid and Tommy Angel?
4: I mean, you know, you li- we're in here trying to do as much work as this requires and, and get back home to our families that we can hopefully leave again soon cuz they're kind of boring. Wow. But there's no reason for that.
3: I I didn't I didn't say he was right. I didn't say he was correct on doing that. I was just explaining what uh Yeah. Any thoughts on this, Doc?
4: He's impressive though. He just pinned him with a finger.
3: Well, I mean, he airplane spun him and destroyed him, but sure. All right, so we go to commercial, and then I don't know what the hell we're doing here, because the next match is Ranger Ross <laughs> versus Rip Rogers. Who hold got on? You know how in weather they stuck.
4: they put out um, watches and warnings. Yes, we have a wrong guy watch put out here at the beginning of this match.
3: Yeah. Ranger Ross is taking on Rick Rip Rogers. Rip Rogers's hair (laughs) is—it's like he stuck it in a in an outlet. I mean, he stuck his finger in an outlet and shocked tremendous. Yeah, it's just teased up like an—I'd almost say like an '80s late '80s hair metal band, but it's not that. It's just damn, like a freaking halo around his head. It's so much like a lion mane. So, anyway, um, Rip is, boy, he looks something special. And this pissed me off because he's ver- he's going against Ranger Ross. And the wrong freaking guy won, Doc. This is dumb. Why is this jackass beating Rip Rogers?
4: This Great is question. a crime
3: against nature.
4: Great question. Nobody has the right answer to this. Also, this is the match where Paulie says what I just said. How how are we letting El Gigante be a ref in a title match when he's never refed a match before?
3: Does he even know the rules of wrestling?
4: And Paul, he's gonna get in trouble talking all like that. Uh. Stop pointing out our stupidity on the air, Paul. <laughs> well, then I'd have to be silent, sir.
3: Yeah. All right, Doc. What do you have from this match? Because this pissed me off. One fifty-seven. Oh, you're, you're 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 where you got the same thing as me. So here it is, one fifty-six fifty-eight, and here it comes.
4: What a move!
3: Ranger Ross goes for a leapfrog, and Rip Rogers punts him in the nuts, which is what he should have <laughs> did. The problem is, uh, the problem tremendous. is. Ranger Ross hits the combat kick, and that wrong guy definitely won. This is stupid. Stupid. Dude, Rip this Rogers, definitely
4: this is definitely not the spam slam of the week.
3: Rip Rogers. What a Not only thing. has not only has more talent, he's got more charisma. He's a. He's better not trying wrestler. to rob a bank. He's not a criminal. This is dumb. But speaking of dumb, Doc, somebody—it's
4: like somebody realized that they were paying Ranger Ross. I was like, get his, and then a bad word. Wow! Back here, so that we can we can make some money.
3: Speaking of Ranger Ross, we're gonna close the show with a Ranger Ross promo. Let's do that. I said Ranger Ross. So, if you appreciate us slogging through Ranger Ross nonsense, become a patron because there are no commercials on this show. Tinyurl.com/slash/PatreonBTT. Here's Ranger Ross. Jesus.
0: Tough time for a former military men and the families of our great soldiers in the Persian Gulf, but you came through in flying colors here. That combat kick is working better than ever. Well, you see, I bet. Hey, good grief! Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Come on! What if... Flair's gone nuts here! There's no reason for this!
1: Get him, Rick. Get him. Come on, Rick! Come on! That's odd, now! What are you doing? I'll tell you what I did mean. You don't talk to that trash or anybody else! I did mean, you our oh, You address the one and only world heavyweight. You see this, that expensive tie, huh? Right here, why do we care?
3: Watch what he does with the Rolex, stuff.
1: Sting, Giant, Luger, Dusty Rhodes, who cares? You think I want? I'm out of my mind. mind. And I'll tell you why. Nobody on the face of God's green earth humiliates me. $20,000? Big deal. I'm the ninja boy. You know that? And tomorrow night, in the Omni, right here, blood, gut, you see this? 25 stitches in the organs. But I'm here. And Giant, Sting, Ross, well, i will stop talking to you. Come on, makes make you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> it makes no difference. Big Tender, the Army, Sting, that cage goes up. And Yummy, may as well see the Army tomorrow night at eight o'clock.
3: I applaud them for having Rick come out and try to talk him into the building. I don't know what the piss we had earlier with Sting. I mean, this is what you needed to do. Maybe a little late for it though. Um. Doc, what do you think?
4: He called Ranger Ross a piece of trash.
3: Oh, yeah. He said, I think his exact words were, uh, don't send that trash out here. But then he cleaned it up, and he was like, or any other trash. I don't know if he caught that. He kind of cleaned it up a little bit. He flung that $20,000 Rolex.
4: <laughs> That's how you end up in the ring when you're 73.
3: That's how you <laughs> ring it <at> 73. <laughs> so true. Uh What did you think about all that?
4: I thought it was great because he had the ability to come in and and convey real emotion and act like he was hot about something. And, you know, I don't know, act like it's real.
3: I mean, if anybody can sell you on something that's flair, because that was a real promo. I mean, that that – we he
4: chopped that. the shit out of Ross, too.
3: Ranger Ross, not Jim Ross.
4: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you for the clarification.
3: But, but no, he's putting he, – I mean, he's grabbing Jr. by the collar because you, you hear J.R. talking about, man, look, what are you doing? You know, like, Jr. halfway looked terrified there for a second.
4: 25 stitches, bro. That's in a time when we can't bleed. For real.
3: So that's how they go off air um, before we – That's what
4: this show needed.
3: It really did. So we go off air that way and, you know, we'll have to just stay tuned to next week. But before we throw it over for Doc to give out his rating and then our Rolex, uh, remember, become a patron. tinyurl.com slash btt You can get over 300 plus Patreon exclusive shows including all of our class reviews, our uh, pay-per-views from WCW that we've done over the years, the Ric Flair last match review that we did, plus, you know, all of, Hardbody Hopper's non-wrestling shenanigans, including the world-famous or infamous Squirter episode. If you want to know what that's about, you just got to become a patron. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, there are no ads on this show, so be like that idiot Javorski and become a patron. All right, Doc. Let's rate it. What are you going to give this one? Two hours, bro. Braves baseball, where you at?
4: Yeah, they're, they're down in the training camp getting ready need to hurry up
3: yeah we got to get this <laughs> going man
4: but that being said it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing in the world again um so i'm gonna give it a b
3: um i'm right there with you i'm gonna give it a b it wasn't the worst thing in the world i flare. that's how you go off air actually i mean we were critical of You know Ranger Ross being on the show, but it was good to see him get thrown into a post and have Flair cut a nice promo at the end. So I'm gonna give it a B as well. So that leaves the Rolex. Who are you gonna give your Rolex to, and why are you giving it to um, Buddy Landell? I'm just kidding. Who are you giving it to? Well,
4: and uh, Teddy had a nice line that gets him into consideration, but I think Rick stole the show at the end.
3: Yeah, we gotta give it. I'm in agreement with you. I gotta give it to Flair, but I, I, I do have to give honorable mentions to Teddy Long. And uh, Buddy Landell, because, you know, it's Buddy. Why not?
4: Maybe Paul Lee, too.
3: Paul was good. I mean, Missy was good, if we're really being real. Like, there was a lot of solid, you know, singles and doubles from those folks. So, Doc, before we get out of here, I just want to mention a couple of things. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Uh, And check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV as they tackle a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, And Pru and JV also do our ECW show. Doc, let me ask you, man, what do you have before we um, get on our Kawasaki mule? Is that still a thing and ride off into the sunset?
4: I don't think that's a thing anymore.
3: Oh, it's not. So he's only doing. Does he even still do a show?
4: I, I can't answer that question.
3: Or is it all reruns?
4: I I can't answer that question.
3: That's seriously. We're we're better than Austin. We outlasted Austin. Well, you know how many podcasts we outlasted? All of them. Now, now don't you get it twisted? His replays probably get more listens than our original. I don't contest. know about
4: that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that there's a way to know that, but I doubt it.
3: Jerry, why you paint the big banana on my stomach?
4: I think we've been far too humble for far too long.
3: Okay, I hear you, 10-4,
4: Am I wrong?
3: I think we're pretty damn humble. I mean, you don't last this long, like you really don't last this long without giving it your all and sticking with it and building an audience. So we are a little humble. Definitely a little humble, especially when you got, I mean, man, who can beat the stuff we do? We've had Harper take a piss on air. We've had Harper cut promos on Bigfoot.
4: We've had Harper completely forget to show up to record.
3: Tonight is a perfect example. Just, you know, no show us. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but toot, toot, Bubba. I mean, what do you want me to say here? We're pretty damn humble, though, as I say that. Uh, anything else, Doc, before we get out of here? I mean, another week, another uh, – we went probably 40 minutes on not Saturday night on TBS, if you really think about it. Well, we're we're not good buddies. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, you know, I, I'm, I don't think I'll do the Burger King thing, but I'm still a little pissed off. You know what I'm saying?
4: Are, are you going to be okay?
3: I, I'm pissed. I mean, I can't – I'm just angry. <laughs> Yeah.
4: well do we need to put you on do you need to call what is that new number 988
3: no, not stop playing stop playing like that okay no um i guess hopper's not joining us even though he said he'd be here 40 minutes ago um oh a, yeah
4: so, uh, i forgot all about that that's great yeah. that's well, super like
3: line doc you uh, know we can get out of here
4: um well uh, what is the tagline
3: I'm not doing this with you tonight. Can you hit what? the damn tagline? Why, why do you have to make everything different? Did you see Ricky Cobb on Super 70 Sport posted the book it um, button on Twitter? It's like the, a, book, a, it, the 70s the book.
4: and 80s book fairs and Ricky Cobb need to stop pinching our stuff.
3: And <laughs> book it. Oh, man. Come on, Doc. Hit the tagline.
4: Okay. Book it, bitch.